When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. It's Wednesday, June 23rd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynes, the Indians couldn't get it done uh, in completing a season sweep of the Cubs on Tuesday night, uh, but there were bright spots. Eli Morgan goes uh, five strong innings, and in the sixth, he uh, he sort of falls apart a little bit. Uh, the Indians need to see more of this. Uh, they're young guys getting deeper into games and 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 saving the bullpen some innings. Uh, Eli Morgan was good until he wasn't good, and then and then things sort of went south from there. Yeah, uh, Joe. He came out. He retired. Uh... Uh, 15 of the first 16 hitters he faced, you know, one run, he gives up, a, he threw a, uh, you know, him and LeBarnway kind of, I think they got crossed up on uh, Chris Bryant. They threw, they should have thrown him. He was, nobody could hit the, the changeup, his changeup. He threw him a, a fastball and, uh, you know, Bryant, who's been homerless for like two, a year, you know, crushed one into left field for a one nothing lead. But that was the only mistake he made in the first, five innings. And then he kind of got in trouble, uh, you know, against the bottom of the order in, in the sixth and uh, three batters into the, you know, in his third time around against that lineup, he was gone and Sandlin came in and he was struggling as well. And the Cubs scored four runs and that was basically the, the, the ball game. You know, was it a case of maybe just leaving him in a, a little too long, trying to get a little bit more out of him because he had momentum and he was, he was going so well. I mean, you got to be satisfied with with five innings at that point, and and maybe try to try to get him out of there before exposing him to the to the lineup a third time. Yeah, I think I think it was a little bit of that, Joe, and I think uh, you know Tito just wanted to see how far he could go, what if he could stretch him out a little bit, and it was against the bottom of the lineup, and uh, Alcant- Alcantara doubled, hit a leadoff double that uh, you know Eddie Rosario turned left, right, and uh, just. Uh, pretty much butchered, uh, you know, but in, in Eddie's defense, that, that's a brick wall out there. In yeah. that field. There, <laughs> there's no padding. And I think he just lost his, he, he, he didn't know exactly where he was. So I don't what, think Eddie what, you wouldn't, you wouldn't go, you wouldn't go jumping up against the Ivy there. Come on. You, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a brick wall behind it. That's the, that's the dumbest outfield wall in, in all of baseball. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I don't care. Point? I mean, good. You can't you can't have both a padded padding and ivy. I, I don't know. I, I, I. I, it's to me that's 
yeah, it's charming, it's old school, whatever, but geez, you know, guys, how how's the players association allowed that to go on for a hundred years, you know, with, with no padding out there, no excuses that, you know, make a better play on the ball, whatever. Uh, but Eli Morgan at least showed Terry Francona and Carl Willis, Hey, you know, I can, I can maybe give you some innings here. That changeup is, is, is as advertised. He came up and, and they said that that was the, you know, the best changeup in the organization. Yeah. And, you know, he was pitching without hurricane force winds without getting hit by a line drive. And we finally saw what this kid could do under like normal baseball conditions. And it was encouraging Joe. I mean, so you've got, you know, uh, uh, you've got Mejia, you've got Quantro, you've got Henkes, and uh, now Morgan, their last, the last time out, those four guys have all pitched five innings. You know, uh, Quantro and Henkes didn't give up a run. Basically, uh, Morgan, the same thing, because, well, he gave up one run in, in the first five. You know, the, the only guy that really struggled was Mejia in, in the first inning against Pittsburgh. So, you know, those four guys are going to be going, you know, in, in these four games against the Twins. Uh, we're expecting to get some uh, news on Aaron Savali either today or tomorrow. And, uh, you know, they're going to have to add a starter for Monday. Right. Yeah. That's the, that, that sort of leads into the next sort of topic here is uh, Aaron Savali and his injured finger. And we really still just don't know what the situation is. We can sit here and speculate all day long. Uh, we know it's not a blister. We know it's something that's, you know, there's soreness in there. That's not, you know, sort of a skin thing or a, a topical thing. It's more, uh, you know, around the fingertip and the knuckle area. Uh, these are these are weird injuries to sort of wrap your head around and and sort of figure out uh, unless you're an expert like Dr. Thomas Graham, who, uh, as we alluded to the other day, uh, the Indians are are paying for his uh, his yacht with all of their uh, <laughs> um, visits this season. I I guess. You know, the best case scenario, Aaron Savali doesn't need any sort of surgical help. And, it, you know, maybe with uh, a three to four weeks on the injured list, can come back and, and start a throwing program and, and, and get back to the Indians quickly. Uh, worst case scenario, this is something that, uh, you know, doesn't resolve quickly. And then when he does try to come back, uh, it, it affects his ability to pitch. Yeah, that, that's the thing. He got, he got examined this morning, or he was going to get examined in Dayton by Dr. Graham uh, this morning. Uh, I've been told it's a DL thing one, one way or the other. I mean, an IL thing one way or the other, Joe. So he's going on the injured list. They need a starter for Monday. And, um, you know, I, you know with the, the, Kluber's had an injury like this. You know, a few years ago, and you know, I I think it's a five to six week thing. It's if you strain the ligament in there, and uh, you know they've got all, all a bunch of little muscles and ligaments and tendons in your finger, and you know that's obviously he, you know, Savali can manipulate the baseball so well. He throws like a hundred pitches, and you've got to you know put pressure points on the ball with your fingers that way. So, you know, this is a, it could be a significant injury and, and they have to be, you know, treated, treated as such. Right. Most of us in our day-to-day -day lives, you know, we, we jam a finger or bruise a finger or, or do something, you know, even, even uh, writers and we have to type every day. I can, I can still, you know, figure my way around a, a keyboard, even with a, 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 an injured finger. 
But for somebody like Aaron Savali, that particular finger, the middle finger on his right hand, that's the, the, the pitch or the finger where you're gripping seams and manipulating the ball uh, for your, especially for your changeup, for your curveball. That is the, the most important finger. Uh, like you said the other day, it's the last thing that, the last part of your body that touches the ball on, on your delivery. So really for that not to be 100%, you know, sound, that causes concern for even if he can come back, how effective can he be at at putting spin on the ball, uh, at manipulating a pitch, you know, throwing his cutter, uh, all these things have to come into play. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, that's why there, you know, there, (laughs) there's so much concern about it and uh, you know, and there's so much mystery about it right now. They really don't know. They, they, you know, I'm sure they have a pretty good idea, you know, Frank Cohn has been around a long time. Willis, Carl Willis, a pitching coach, has been around a long time. They've dealt with pitchers that have had this. So I'm, I'm sure in the back of their mind, they've got an idea exactly what this is. You know, uh, Savali told uh, uh, Frank Cohn uh, yesterday when they talked that he felt like he, like you said, he had jammed his finger and that the fingertip was, was sore and, uh, you know, but, you know, he knows he didn't jam it, you know, so he, he did it pitching. And, uh, you know, I was wondering, Joe, what do you, you know, somebody wrote, wrote, sent me a, a, an email and said, could he have done it, you know, swinging the bat, you know, in the at bat before. And I didn't, I didn't even think about that. And I didn't ask Tito that either. And, and I, I, I wrote that when, when the, when he was first removed from the game, I put that in the, uh, in the post that I put up just saying, Hey, he's been taken out of the game. Uh, you know, just noting that he had been at the plate prior to that, he'd only swung at one pitch in that at bat. The rest of the time, the bat was on his shoulder. He yeah, and it swung. kind of was up and in, wasn't it? It was kind of a weird swing. It was an up and in, yeah, and and it was a foul that he he fouled the ball off. So, you know, again, this is uh, it, this goes back to they should have had the universal DH, and if that were the case, then there wouldn't be a pitcher batting in the in the National League Park. Uh, it's it. Terrible decision by the Players Association and, and Major League Baseball at the beginning of the year because look at we we saw there's a pitcher in Atlanta who uh, who hurt himself. Uh, yeah, and MLB MLB wanted it. They wanted the universe. Right. It was the Players Association yeah. that that thought that it wasn't a, a good idea. So I I don't know. I, a lot of things play into this, and and we'll see. You know, hopefully we get good news tomorrow on Aaron Savali and his condition. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. 
I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years, and uh, my son was born and raised here, and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even He's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. <laughs> so thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians, and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. All right. Uh, the big topic, I guess, in, in baseball, and, and you've been sort of on this since, uh, since the, the weekend and, you know, anticipating it coming. But last night, it definitely sort of blew up. Uh, we've got pitchers and managers screaming at each other. We've got pitchers taking off their pants on the field. It was, it was an absolute circus last night with the second night of the enforcement of the ban on foreign substances. Uh, prior to this, it was never like this. That, you know, if, uh, if a manager called somebody out uh, and, and the umpires had to go and check them, I mean, that, that manager was, was taking a huge risk because somebody was going to get hit. You know, one right. of his players was going to get beamed. Um, I, a little exercise here. What Name three managers from the past who would have pulled what Joe Girardi pulled last night with Max Scherzer uh, in, in terms of the gamesmanship and, the, and just the, the ridiculousness of checking him three times in, a, in, in the same game saying that uh, Max Scherzer kept going to uh, going to his hair, running his hand through his hair. He wanted to check his, his hair. He, Max Scherzer's got a giant bald spot on the back of his head. <laughs> like he's going to store the pine tar there. Uh, what, what three managers? Uh, I, I got to believe Billy Martin would have been one of them. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the first name on my list. Tony La Russa, who's back, he would have done it. And, you, and uh, Tony La Russa, maybe Tommy Lasorda would have done it. I, I'm not sure. Lasorda Tommy, was another one. I, yeah, Tommy was an old pitcher, so he probably knew all the, all the tricks of the trade. You know, Tommy knew all the spots to hide the stuff. <laughs> Tommy would have had them inspecting the catchers and, and everything. But, uh, yeah, top maybe three guys. Sparky prob- too. Maybe Sparky, Maybe Sparky. I don't know if Sparky would have done it or not. What about Jim Leland? Would, would, would Leland have pulled something like that? You know, I don't know. I, you know, because Leland, you know, I go back to that, the World Series between St. Louis and, and, uh, and Detroit, I think, what, 2001 maybe? Mm-hmm. And where uh, – uh, the lefty, um, oh man, had pine tar all over. Yeah, yeah, Kenny Rogers had pine tar all over his his hands, and you know Leland let it go. I mean, it was it was his guy, but but uh, Larusa never said anything about it. So, and that's because I, of the the relationship between Larusa and, yeah. and Leland. So, yeah, that might play into it. But Girardi, I mean, this is you've got the Phillies and the Nationals. They're going to play each other many times <laughs> this year. And Joe Girardi just got run out of a game because he, I, I don't know what he was trying to accomplish there. That was, that was crazy. And then he starts challenging, you know, the, the coaches in the, the, the nationals dugout. I, I, he, I think all of this sort of built up and, and it was, we were due for it because, you know, Monday, it seemed like nobody really 
Yeah. Uh, everybody was all laughing about it and joking about it here. Oh, search me, whatever. But when a manager says, you know, hey, you got to look at him three different times in a game, that's that's a problem. Yeah, I thought I thought I think the uh, the pitchers are okay, you know, getting checked once by the umpires. But when a manager has has a say and he tells the umpires to go out there and check them once or twice or something like that, I think maybe that that is the friction. I mean, and, and Tito said, you know, someday it's going to happen. There's going to it's going to turn into a circus. And it, it and it turned into a circus much sooner than anyone thought. And I, I wonder, Joe, if there is, you know, the word through the player grapevine has gone out to uh, make this as ridiculous as it can be, mm-hmm. you know, turn it into a sideshow, you know, like uh, Sergio Romo taking off his, his pants and, and just to embarrass uh, the commissioner, to embarrass Major League Baseball and to get this rule changed or, or somehow uh, to harness it. Look, Manfred doesn't need help embarrassing himself. He does that pretty much on a regular basis. But you're right, Sergio Romo. That was that was the the sort of the vaudeville act as he's coming yeah. off the off the stage. You know, drop my pants and throw my hands up. And and the I I don't know the the name of the umpire that was there, but you know the umpire's pointing at his belt on the field. You know, pick that up. Hey, come on, uh, you, you're very close to showing an umpire up with that kind of stuff. Uh, just going back to the managers calling out the players. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, after his start last night and after seeing what happened with uh, Max Scherzer, said, hey, you know, you better find something on these guys if you're going to call them out. Otherwise, there should be some penalty for these um, uh, for these for these managers if they make an accusation or if they make a, a, an umpire inspect a guy more than once. Uh, if, if you don't find something, maybe the manager should get run. Yeah, or he loses, you know, the right to a replay, right? Is, I yeah. think he... That would be, uh, a, a, I think, a fair, a, a fair trade-off right there. That uh, yeah. you know, the manager should lose his re- maybe that counts or, or would go under a sort of a manager's challenge, second yeah. second branch of a manager's challenge. Hey, I'm challenging that you know he's got a foreign substance now after you've already checked him. So but, no, and I just think uh, you know, there, you know, like Shaw, Brian Shaw was saying, he was going to take you know drop his trousers when they when they when they said they were going to check him and. All of a sudden, Sergio Romo does the same thing on on the other side of the the coast, you know, the country, you know. So I think the you know the, there's a lot of you know text messages going back and forth between pitchers right now. There's a there's a there's a big uh, group text right now going on where <laughs> pitchers are throwing out ideas. Hey, what if we do this? Yeah, and, I, you know, you know, uh, and, uh, I mean, that unintended consequences. This is this is it. <laughs> I. I Hoinsey, you, you dovetailed right into my final uh, sort of topic and my, my, my point. Uh, it's like you're reading my mind. The unintended, uh, the unintended consequences of this foreign substance ban, as, as we're starting to see it now, uh, you know, injuries, these, these histrionics, it could also lead more to labor strife as we're, we're getting closer to the point where, you know, there's going to be negotiations going on uh, about the, the collective bargaining agreement. All of this is in play now because of this, you know, heightened enforcement on, on foreign substances. Uh, I just keep going back to Garrett Cole and we have now evidence Garrett Cole's spin rate and his, everything about him is now human. Garrett Cole is mortal. Now that he has clearly stopped using foreign substances, which makes every pitch he threw from 2017 through 
2020 uh, or 2019, uh, highly suspect. Garrett Cole made the Indians look like fools in the 2018 playoffs. And if you don't believe for a second that he was loaded up with some sort of spider tack or something, then uh, I, I mean, you're just, you're denying everything that's every, every bit of evidence in front of you. That's a great, I, you know, Joe, I didn't even, you know, put those two things together, but you know, I remember Verlander and him were so dominant those first two games in the, in the ALDS against the Indians. It was, they had no chance. They just, they had no chance. Indians hitters looked like fools yeah. the, the, and, that whole time and Indians players and pitchers in the clubhouse after those games were were telling us without telling us yeah hey, they've got all the advantages they've they're they're they were pre- Mike Clevenger was practically telling us that those guys were cheating right exactly and uh yeah and you know and sometimes I I, I don't know about you Joe but uh, you know when you look back on it it seems a lot clearer than when they're telling you face to face so I mean it, Sometimes I've got to get hit over the head with a two by four to to realize, okay, this is what's happening. You know, we I, we, I, we know Hoinsey. We know Hoinsey. We've been <laughs> around. We we've seen. We, go ahead, go ahead. But you know, and but the more I think about that, the more you're right. I mean, they were telling us, but you know, it was almost like in code. You know, that that baseball code. Right. It, it's those unwritten rules. Hey, you don't you don't do this if you go to another team. You don't say this. Uh, that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, as, as somebody who's tried to, you know, walk you through, uh, zoom press conferences, I, I, I understand that sometimes the, uh, the two by four method needs to be applied, uh, applied to, uh, to sort of explaining things. So, so that's where we are. You know, I think in the long run, what major league baseball is trying to do, trying to get the, the foreign substances out of, out of the game, uh, is, you know, probably the right thing and the best thing. I think doing it in the middle of the season, doing it on sort of a, as a, a cold Turkey move might not have been the best approach. And, and, and history might reflect that, but they had to do something to protect the integrity of the game. I get that. Uh, we've seen they're they're talking about adding a, adding a substance or coating the ball in a substance that, would change the color of the ball if, if uh, a foreign substance is applied and that could be done um, when they, when they rub the, the balls in, in, in the mud or the, the mudding machine that they use to, to, um, you know, prepare the balls for a game. So, you know, maybe that helps maybe a, a different kind of uh, baseball, a, a change to the ball, make it more tacky. Like, you know, heck the, the balls that my, my kid uses in uh in little league, those things have great grip on them. Maybe you maybe you change the seams and raise the seams yeah, a little bit. I guess the ball that's in Japan are a little tackier, easier right. to get a feel on. So uh, you know, without getting into too much discussion of of the baseballs, uh, we'll uh, we'll save that for another day. Uh, Hoinsey off day in Minnesota. Indians open a a four game series Thursday. We will preview that tomorrow uh, here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, good stuff, Paul. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, Joe.